My goodness gracious, that song just does it for me. It gets me going like a thick line of cocaine. Shawnee, my friend, how you doing? This is Andrew Fiore, the Cool Breeze. And everybody, this is the DYM podcast. I just wanted to uh, throw that in there at the top because it gets me revved up, that song. The DYM pod song. What if a that jam. song! If that song could be on the Billboard charts, it would be number one with a bullet. That's, that, that would be <laughs> right to the top of the charts, that song. Even though we've had some some hate on it over Twitter, back and forth. People are, people are divided in DYM Nation about the song. It's becoming a real thing here. If you're not a true dimwit if you don't love that jam. Absolutely. I'll say that right here now. Uh, absolutely. Don't come to the shows. Don't talk to me. Sean, you uh, might have a different opinion, but I don't know. I don't know where the split is coming from. You can talk to me. Just that's just because I'm very insecure, and I I want people <laughs> to like. Me. Um, Andy, uh, how are you, my friend? How's it going? Very good, very good. Nice to see you. Cool. Nice to hear you. Andy uh, had a nice little trip this weekend, I believe. Uh, why don't you tell the people what you did? It seems exciting. Oh, got away from it all, as they say. Beautiful <laughs> Mount Airy Lodge. <laughs> All you have to bring is your love of everything. That's a good uh, reference that's of our age. That's a yeah. that's the thing we're like. That's the thing that people younger than us aren't going to know, like generational no. wise. Yeah, absolutely. All you have to bring <laughs> is your, is your love, love of everything. Beautiful, Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. It's also maybe a northeastern thing too. I might not even be. That's actually definitely a. a geographical thing i'll even go as far to say it's a fucking tri-state area thing like it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. you get to new england they're like we don't know what mount Airy lodge is you're too far south there so basically um, mount Airy lodge was a commercial that ran non-stop on cable tv but it was also you know a vacation resort kind of getaway but uh you know the the, the bougie rich people were not going there it not was not going to mount Airy lodge no. yeah you would you like I don't know for sure. I've never been to Mount Airy Lodge, but there was probably a heart-shaped jacuzzi in some of the rooms. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was the a uh, lot of themed rooms, I would guess. You know, a caveman room. I somebody sent me a clip of like a uh, like all these old commercials, and one of them that floored me that I never uh, that I forgot existed was, and I'm just gonna say that you're gonna finish it off. I'm gonna say it. You ready, Andy? All right. Oh, I love these. You ready? And in the center of it all, it's the Milton Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it Milton Plaza? I think I thought it was Hilton Plaza, but I think it is Milton, Milton Plaza. Plaza. Yeah, yeah. It's Milton yeah, Plaza, yeah. which also, man, oh man, was Milton like the redheaded stepchild of that hotel family? Like you had Hilton and you had Milton. <laughs> was that the neighbors of the Hiltons? Was that the, was, that, was that the neighbors of the Hiltons? And they saw the Hiltons doing so great, and they were just like, right, 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 right. <laughs> like we're we're opening the Milton Plaza. Okay, we're doing oh, it man. as a family. That's that larger song though, he's got da 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 the lullaby of Broadway. It's I think that the hotel is still there because I went by it a couple years ago. Maybe it's not there to this day, 
But I remember going by it and singing the song immediately, being like, hey, it's the lullaby of Broadway. <laughs> that was like, like, uh, that almost it almost floored me. It's one of those things where I like now that I tell you in my old age, I'm almost crying when I <laughs> certain nostalgic <laughs> commercials or TV shows or songs that that floored me. Like I was like, I haven't thought of that commercial in 25, 30 years. Same Easy. here. Same here. Yeah. yeah. But those little kid things that you just see and hear every day get stuck in your head and they never leave. That like they're absolutely. The earworms. They're, they're part of you. Earworms. It's like we talked about before where it's like, you, I know, I mentioned this to somebody the other day. Oh, I think when I was going, we were talking about phone numbers and they're like, oh yeah, like remembering yep. phone numbers is hard. I'm like, remembering phone numbers is not hard when we had to do it. That's why right. I still know all the childhood numbers. I think we've even mentioned this in the show before. I know yeah. all my friends' numbers to this day. I know their parents' houses' numbers. And some of them Absolutely. still live in the same houses, you know? Steve Brown, yeah. 267 Yeah. Please yeah. don't call them because I'm not, that might still be their number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Mount Airy Lodge and the Brown family, Brown, my best friend, he's my oldest friend. We went to preschool together and we're still best buddies to this day over 40 years. He convinced me that when he went, his family actually went to Mount Airy Lodge and he goes, there's a shooting range there. And I, I got to shoot a machine gun. And, I, and, you know, in your little kid naivety, I was like, what? You shot out like a fucking Mac 10. <laughs> and I, I would have believed that in a second. I tell you, yeah, it was the hook, line, and sinker. Yep. And then did you bring – now, that probably happened. Time has gone by. And then later on, you just did you get a moment to call him out to be like, remember when you told me you shot a machine gun at Mount Airy Lodge? <laughs> I don't know if I ever brought it up with him again, but I oh. definitely remember being in high school and seeing the commercial again and being like, yeah, not only do I don't see a gun range anywhere on this commercial – there's no way they would have let a child hold or fire or even have at the gun range a yeah. machine gun. What is this, Cambodia? Yeah. <laughs> he training for the Taliban over here? Jesus yeah, exactly. Christ. Is Mount Airy Lodge an incel? Yeah. Also, or what is this? The middle of this country? Like, what is yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Instead of the PLA, it's the MLA. But Brown also doesn't remember things. It's one of those things where until somebody tells you about it, you like I have things that I don't remember. But then somebody goes, yeah, no, I remember in grade school when you uh, shit your pants in front of Mrs. Dotto. And you're like, oh, right. I had completely blocked that out of my memory. I remember watching, you know, I guess second or third grade, however tall you are, average height of a second grader. Mm -hmm. is probably like amount. four foot three yeah four I'll, foot i'll tell you what it is it's it's face to doorknob ratio height <laughs> because i remember it's remember everybody's line up everybody line up and we all you'd all run over and whoever got to line up uh front was always you know considered the coolest yeah and then you'd also as a little addendum you'd also go yeah well first is the worst second is the best actually <laughs> and then obviously third <laughs> and is the one with the chest. that's absolutely true that's that's or and codified. or treasure chest and or treasure chest <laughs> um so brown got to line up first in line uh going to recess one afternoon and as we were taking a left to go out of our hallway to go into our playground a teacher from one of the uh, other classrooms just happened to like randomly swing the door open and just Mike Tyson KO'd Brown in the face with the door. I know 
that's always the the you always remember those too those like brutal brutal injuries from when you're a kid but you're so you're so rubber as a kid it, it barely does anything well it's, it's stuff that... for the count i remember him screaming his head off that's why it stuck out in my head so much oh. i was like dude you don't remember getting fucking ko'd by that doorknob he's like i have no recollection of it. i'm like maybe you got a concussion then because he probably did clobbered. it probably knocked <laughs> it knocked that memory right out of his head the minute it happened Memory happens, it's out of his brain. <laughs> well, then Dude. he jogged. The point of the story, he jogged one for me was that uh, we used to, you know, I went to Catholic grade school. So there was a church uh, like two blocks away. And sometimes we'd walk over there, you know, fill in your own blanks here. But yeah. also, you know, some memories aren't supposed to be brought up, Andy. I just wanna... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some things are kept. Is this going to be a spotlight situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but again, line up. You walk in two by two. Got to go across the street. So everybody's very careful. And I was a daydreamer, Shawnee. I was in my own world. I'm just staring at. I still do this. I still I was just walking, staring at the kids feet in front of me, just following blindly. And I would look up. I walked right face first into a fucking parking meter. Ooh, ooh. It was like fourth or fifth grade where I was just oh, at perfect height. And I've done that. Cool. I've done that with street signs. I've I, it, it, oh, I've done yeah, that. I think. Mean, oh my god, dude! It is is such an element of, element of surprise injury where you're yeah. like, because also like your ego is being hurt at the same time your head is being busted wide open. You know what I'm saying? Like you're it's like embarrassing. It's not just a regular injury where you're like, hey, it can happen to anybody. You you feel like a dummy, even though most people I think have walked into something at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. No one wants to. It's like the, the the unspoken injury where they're like, eh, let's not talk about it. But everybody, especially now with our phones, like that's when you when oh, you're a sure. kid, you're distracted with your phones. You're, you're just walking into whatever. I've almost I've almost gotten like like hit by a buses and stuff like that. Like I to the point where I put my phone in my back pocket if I'm like thinking I'm gonna die. You know, I walk into door frames like I'm totally <laughs> sober. Just I'm too big. Dude, I walked into I ran. I, I walked into a one of those screen doors. I was like on vacation and I wasn't paying attention. I just like and like an idiot kid. Yeah, I just ran. They, they are. Right. It was it was very it was kind of faint because in my head I'm like, as I'm telling this right now, I'm thinking, how did I do that? You can see those things, but then I'm like, no. Yeah, I ran right into it and just scrapped the door and just it like came off the hinges, you know that kind of or off the yeah. track or whatever, <laughs> and I completely fucked myself up. One time, I don't know if I talked about this. I had, used to have a mongoose uh, BMX bike. Oh, classic! Uh, now that We're really mongoose. I think it was called M1. I believe the name of the bike was, which sounds important but means was, nothing. My, and uh, my parents never let me get one. I was always jealous. What a BMX bike or a mongoose? Yeah, no BMI, any kind of like cool BMX street bikes. I was never really, yeah, with the mag wheels and everything. Oh, I was so jealous of those kids. Get out of here! You what? What kind of bike did you have? <laughs> Whatever used piece of shit my dad bought. <laughs> your, dad, your, dad, dad, your dad was born in like the twenties, so it's like a yeah. tandem bicycle. You just yeah. have like Mr. Burns's bicycle from the exactly. <laughs> well, the front wheel was uh, ten <laughs> times bigger than the back wheel, and I couldn't even get on. <laughs> yeah, you're the bike from a deck of cards. <laughs> yes, it was. I I rode a penny farthing as a child. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of back the bike where you have legally have to wear a top hat while riding it right <laughs> you know, all your friends are on like their dinos and they're and they're 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 uh mongooses and you show up and you go good good morrow to you fine gentlemen <laughs> andy do a papa wheelie i go i literally can't or i'll die <laughs> 
I'll crush my skull. <laughs> a Papa Wheelie? Did you guys call it? Yeah, do a Papa Wheelie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We call it a Papa Wheelie. Papa Wheelie. Yeah, Papa Wheelie. Yeah, absolutely. You show up just dressed to the nines in like yeah. Abe Lincoln clothes, just on one of these bikes. <laughs> Would anybody like a ride to Force Theater tonight? <laughs> Does anybody have a, a switch of tin so I can fix the rim of my bicycle? Pardon me, lads. Anybody have any extra snuff? It seems I've dropped my brill cream. Anybody have any extra? <laughs> brill cream is actually later, but yeah. That's funny. That's so funny. Andy, what'd you say? I wouldn't be caught dead in Banlon. <laughs> Andy and his old-timey bicycle. Now I want... <laughs> I so want somebody in DIY. Do we have any artists in DIY, DYM Nation? Drop to any dimwits out there that you can just draw up a quick thing of Andy on his like old time giant front wheel, tiny back wheel bicycle. I think that's um, what they're called, Penny Farthings. They are. They are. Because yeah, yeah. and the only reason I know that is because there's a bar called the Penny Farthing, exactly. and that's like the logo for the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't and, how did you get on those things? Um I I you I think you could you had to like I think you had to climb up it like think about it this yeah. way it was almost like you had harrowing it's like it's like unicycle rules where like you had right you have to like you had, it's really also it's from so long ago it's like they didn't care about stuff being dangerous you know it was right. like right. it was like the bikes of the Wright brothers would you 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 got to hand me down from the Wright brothers <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah I mean. They might have gone to high school together for all we know. The right. <laughs> and he shows and he leaves his group of friends. He goes off to do a bit of alchemy. Have a good day, gentlemen. <laughs> My dad had the first of everything. <laughs> this is the first bicycle. Oh my lord! It's the prototype yeah, for bicycles. He never bought used. Car. We never bought new cars. We always had used. All transportation was used. Used cars. Used bicycles. It was all hand me down shit. That we my dad we had spend money on, and probably rightly so, because little kid, we left it out in the rain. You trash it. It's probably mm-hmm. the, the economical thing way to think, because yeah, if they were getting run over by cars, and yeah, makes sense. Hard earned cash we, on that. We I just didn't have any hand me down bikes, so I got that bike when I was in like second grade. Yeah, but that's the only bike that I. My sister, when she was older, had when mountain bikes came into um, yeah, yeah, style. Yeah. She had a mountain bike. Early I remember, I remember it was like green and pink or something. But I Trek. Yeah, was oh, no, it wasn't a, it definitely wasn't a track. Trek was like Trek was, and Cannondale yeah. was like the expensive yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, we we the only bike I think I ever had was the BMX. And then I just I guess I skateboarded later on or whatever it was. Yeah. So I would go get skateboards. But yeah, I, hand me down. We had we had used cars for a long time. Uh, but we we would go back and forth because we had, the first new car we had was a Dodge Aries in like '84, and it was like <laughs> I remember us waiting, my dad calling and saying I'm on my way home, and pulling him pulling around. My dad was a big guy, and the Dodge Aries is not yeah. a big car, so he's just yeah. like hanging out of his Dodge Aries, pulling around freaking Post Street in East Meadow, New York, just flying <laughs> around. We're all like, yeah, brand new car, and then uh, I've never yeah, had one. Never. Wow. Okay. That, my, personally, I mean, my parents have, but I've never myself bought a new car. Wow. I think it's coming soon. I think like your dad, I, I'm I'm too big. I'm this goddamn Hyundai Sonata. You're in with me. I'm too big. Yeah. I'm, I got my uh, I got my hands out. Uh, if I could somehow sit in the middle, that would be perfect for me. But, you would be a great Jeep guy. You should have a Jeep. But I had not a Jeep. CJ7 when I was in high school. Not a Wrangler. CJ7. 
like a Jeep Cherokee, I think would be great for you. Or like a um, Explorer, like a back in the day Explorer. That's what I had. I had a 97 Explorer. Oh, that's right. You told me that. My favorite car of all time. My favorite car of all time. I've gotten very excited about the new Explorers, but I think they're just too big for the city. So I'm going to get maybe a uh, like a a mini SUV, but I need an SUV. I know. I'm sorry about the environment, but I'd rather look cool. Everybody has them. Um, Yeah. I'll talk to you about it after, but you should get the one my sister has. She's like a Ma- the, Maz- the Mazda, the Mazda something. CX-5. She That's the one I actually have my eye on. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Same model. But yes, well, sorry for such a big digression. I went upstate. Sorry, with my, yeah. Uh, Villanova College boys. We went to Woodstock slash uh, Saugerties area. Lovely part, very hippy dippy part. Of, you know, it's Woodstock, and they are uh, really holding on to a lot of that mentality. It's still very oh, granola, and. Uh, you know, we're it's all like, it's like it's like Roswell with aliens, but for hippies. Exactly. So great time. Uh, the corn, the legend of Beeve and Andy Cornhole lives on undefeated. Shawnee, can you believe this streak? Too I mean, bad you can't go pro with this thing, dude. Oh, they so, probably have pro cornhole. Oh, they absolutely do. I've watched it on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> dude, why can you can you do this also? Can you try to qualify for? Like a match uh, or something? Well, here's the thing. If you watch the professional cornhole on ESPN, you realize your level of good is playing your drunk college friends good. And Okay. Them. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. These guys do not miss the, the cornhole. Like, wow. You know, me and Beaver consistent and we get, we win. But these guys are airmailing shot. Like, it's almost nothing but netters the whole time. Oh, my you know God. Four in a row. Yeah, it's on a different level. And so I was actually, we had this conversation at Woodstock. We were like, yo, what do those uh, professional guys make? And we looked it up. It was like five to 25 grand a year. Yeah, no, it's, uh, they're doing it for fun, probably. I don't think Beeb's leaving his wife and kids at home to go on the, <laughs> corn, the pro cornhole circuit. And isn't he like in finance or something? Like he does something he like financial advisor. Beavs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, I'm going to go from JP Morgan to cornhole. <laughs> Sponsored by Johnsonville Bratz. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to hit the road. I'm going to be on the road for 48 weeks a year just so I can make 10 grand for yeah. cornhole. I just love the sport so much <laughs> no, those, it's, it's, there's it's so perfect. many things like that i feel like there's so many of those games that have come out lately because you have cornhole you have can jam and then that spike ball game it's like all these like yeah. like like um like frat guy or not even frat guy like drunk party games that games. people yeah. got very backyard very games, you know? very backyard very serious games. about yeah backyard games yeah they're yeah, so beach much game. fun though they really are fun it's fun cornhole is really, really fun you have a couple beers, you have a couple cocktails, some good buddies, some barbecue. I mean, that's we Saturday night. We just sat outside. We were, uh, we grilled some steak sandwiches for everybody, and we we're just mowing down cornhole opponents one after one. And I was never happier in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. Like you just become a giant asshole with your friends. Like you just be like you walk. I mean, you walk in like Apollo Creed and Rocky Four. Like you just have a you have a song. You're in an American flag outfit. It's a shit talking group to begin with, you know. Oh, that's, that's great. It's a very seamless transition from comedy to by Villanova friends because it's just ball breaking nonstop. So it's a, it's a very easy transition. It's not like you're really getting away from the ball breaking of comedy. In many right. ways, it's even worse because these are the guys who really know you well and have seen you do everything in your entire life. So right, they can really right. cut deep sometimes, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> when, they, when they know too much about you and they're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
That's why you couldn't get it up that time with or <laughs> some just some random thing. That's why you stole that money from your uncle. It's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, man. It was a one-on-oneer. <laughs> we talked about that. Um, no, but that's yeah, great. And then weekend. so, yeah, beautiful weather. And uh, I'll tell you this much: we went for a big hike on Saturday, and uh, we might have overshot how hard and in what's the word I'm looking for? I guess the height of the mountain because we were all dead afterwards. But on the way back down the mountain, my buddy McGinnis is in like the front of the, you know, the group. And he all of a sudden hits the moon. And there was just a big old rattlesnake in the middle of the trail. Yeah. I'm talking like, yeah. And we got warned by the uh, park ranger. Yeah. Before we went up there, he goes, now, guys, there's about uh, 10 or so different kinds of snakes up here. There's about 90 snakes we are unaccounted for. And I'm in my head, I'm going. You're you're over ninety here. Wait, you mean they you they've been tracking no, you the snakes? Seen one? Yeah, I guess they try and track them to you know for safety, obviously. But don't snakes like like procreate like super quick and they can make a bunch of snakes? And the guy didn't seem very good at his job. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, yeah, keep your eyes open because there's a lot we haven't accounted for, and I want to go back. Well, we found one because this homeboy, what like exactly what you see, like a rattlesnake, you know, just sunning himself in the middle of the trail. And dude, McGinnis hit the fucking moon. He was the first to see it. Just went, yay! And we all just fucking. So what? Pulled. What do you wait? Was it looking at you guys? Was it cocked already? Oh yeah, he was. He, I mean, he. We didn't hear him like rattle or anything, but like we just kept at least twenty feet away and just went way wide around. Oh him. my was, god! At one point, I picked up a little bit of jog. I go, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck that. Well, also they're they're fast, but I don't think they would it would have came after you if you were that far away. No, not that far away. That's why we made, I mean, trust me, we made sure we were very, we go, leave him be. Nope. Nobody throw a pebble or nothing. Don't stir uh, the pot. What kind of ground was it? Was it blending in with the grass or with it the like dirt? Woods. Or? It was like woods. Well, like a tr- woodsy trail. You know, you have oh a trail my in the middle God. of the woods. You, we saw, you see snake holes the whole way and you're scared. You're like, what if one of them pops out and bites my dick? You know? Jesus Christ. Yeah. So a little bit of an adventure. Really got the blood pump in there. We got back and whoo. Ready to go, ready to conquer Saturday night. And then we went out downtown Saugerties, had a nice big meal out in uh, downtown area, lovely part of the country. So it's a great <laughs> weekend, no shows. Just well, we had a lovely little party for Grace. Lovely little party for Grace, and uh, yeah, it was really fun. And uh, and then I got uh, home to some some good personal news. I got a a big promotion at the old Sirius XM. Hey, yeah. So what, I'm in charge the, of a few things. What are you in charge of now? Uh, I'm charge of another another channel, the Laugh USA channel. I'm, I'm now programming that, so I, I run a few things now, and a little program director. So that was nice news to come home to on a Monday, which I thought was kind of weird, but it was nice to have that piece of good news because I was so mentally drained from the weekend. Yeah, and I was, on Monday I was just like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Congratulations! Look at this, go, go, uh, facing death, and then uh, just a yeah. great, great. Um, uh, 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 what you call it? A great, great news to come home to. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's nice. So I'm ready to put in the hard work. I'm gonna buckle down, and uh, well, you know, hopefully I won't let anybody. Hopefully I won't let anybody down. 
Wait, is that well? That was kind of a that was a strange thing to say. What do you mean? I just thought about all the impending work I have to do. And I'm like, oh, that is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, I don't know where you're like. You know what? Maybe we should cut this short because I really have to get back to serious so I stuff. Emails I got to get to here. <laughs> hey, Andy, is it safe to say you're going to treat the job serious? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it good enough. I was. I was. I was trying for yes. Two, it was a, um, a double a double pun uh, but uh yeah man so great weekend uh so unfortunately i did not get to my homework assignment of to die for that's quite uh, all right you know, i was away but i will watch it for next week and um i did watch a little one thing a little on tv but we should mention also uh i know we're both big fans and i think i made you an even bigger fan of this gentleman r.i.p ned Beatty. Yes, you did. And you did because of one particular movie, which is oh, Network, which is in your top five. It's not yeah. it's not your favorite movie. Not, no, uh, you know, I don't know if it's your favorite. Yeah, you know, I know what your favorite movie is. You, you know that must atone. I mean, whew. It, I rewatched it on YouTube after. Yeah. R.I.P. Ned Beatty and just a great cat. Like one of these character actors that you did when they referred to him as a character actor. When he died, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, but then if you really think about it, he is. Right. But he's he was so well known and so well liked and so good at his job. It's like no, he was like a, and then you're like, oh no, he didn't really star in anything. He was like a character actor for the most part. And he, um, if I had to guess, I don't know much about him. I'm sure he was like a a working actor. Like he was like took because obviously you just watch you watch that monologue. It's like it's unbelievable how good he is. Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know. I th- he should have been nominated for that. I think he was. I think he was. Um, yeah. Also, uh, he should have been nominated for playing Dean Martin in Back to School. Just range. Just complete range on this guy. Totally. I never put... Was his name Dean Martin? His name is Dean Martin. Yeah. I'd never put that joke together before. <laughs> How funny is that? It's super funny. Shawnee, I think you're giving it your cordial yeah, loose yeah, there, yeah. buddy. Um, All right, let me... I'm going to try to plug back in. Hold on a second. I'm going to pick up the slack here. I think that's the same shitty... How about now? Cable. I ha- remember the first cable cord I had. Now you're good. I think you bought the same one, and it eventually goes. Well, I had this one. Oh shit! Really? Oh, I is it the one? Does it have a red light thing on it? Like a like a? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. Okay, that must be what it is then. Well, send me which one you got then. This is. Yeah, I got a nice one now. I bought it from H and H, or B So H and H would be a bagel place. That doesn't seem possible. <laughs> like a bagel. Uh, What's your called? So wait, so what did you actually watch? Did you watch a Ned Beatty thing because of him? Passing I didn't away? watch anything Ned Beatty, but uh, I was just kind of. Uh, so I've never watched this before. I never watched Ballers, the entourage of football. Yeah, neither shows. have I. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's uh, like, just, five seasons. Yeah, I love football and I, I love sports and it's super quick. They're half hour episodes and The Rock is a great actor. He's really good. He's, he's good. Really good. He's entertaining. He is good. He's good. He's good at what he does. And uh, Rob Corddry plays a great role in it. Yeah, it's football entourage. It's the exact same you. people. It's Berg and Wahlberg. Um, oh, Ned Beatty was nominated for Wahlberg. Network and Deliverance. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Buster Palm. Uh, he was also nominated for playing Buster Palm in the Mike Suarez um, uh, oh, biopic. Okay. Yeah, bio dick. <laughs> bio dick. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that makes total sense. That yeah, he was like. That's why it's like yeah, he was a character actor, but he sure. achieved like this level of like just fame that kind of you wonder at that point are you still a character actor when you're getting nominated for Oscars? It, it, it's maybe not a good- leading man, but it, you know it's a good question. 
It's one of those unfortunate things, though, where you are kind of remembered for one specific thing. You know? I know. Like, I know. That kind of sucks. Feel like a pig. That's why yeah. I'm glad, to be honest, I haven't seen anybody post that or any reference to it. That's and nice. I'm pretty excited that's not that that, that hasn't happened. Yeah. Just because it's like, come on, man, let the guy be. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right. Let this fucking guy be. What a creepy scene. Um, but it's as far as creepy. as far as the rock goes, I think we talked about it once before. I was like, yeah, man, like guys from WWE, it would make sense for them to be good actors. Like they're acting in the ring because John Cena is also good. Like he's talented. Like he's he's, yeah. he's he's funny and when he's supposed to be funny. But I think we always think of wrestlers as bad actors because in the back in the day, we had Hulk Hogan yeah, and Mr. Nanny and all these shitty movies. Yeah. But The Rock is like, nope, I'm going to be an action star and I'm way more talented than that. You know, so right. it kind of worked out. Right. So no, is he, he good? Is he was a sport, It's a sports agency thing, right? Yeah, essentially sports finance, and then it. I'm I'm winding it down. I've I've flown through five seasons, and I'm gonna be a little disappointed because it's just pure um, like guilty pleasure watching. I'm just yeah, like, it's fun, you know. That's no what they used to say about to Entourage. They were like, it's the Sex in the City for guys or something. Yeah, where it's, yeah, the yeah. Same as it's it's uh uh, what's that? Peter Berg, Alec Berg. Do you have to understand, Mister Berg? Uh, yeah, Mark Wall. It's this. It's the entourage producers and everything, and it's based on real life people. But it's fun. It's fun. But yeah, I didn't get to die for it, Sean, because I'm watching the fucking hockey playoffs every night. They're so exciting and great. And uh, oh, I was gonna actually text you about that because I figured uh, I don't know if you're bummed out about watching the Islanders. Well, they lost last night to my great, great happiness. Uh, but here's what I wanted to bring up to you because there's a guy on the Islanders called Brock Nelson, and every time I hear. <laughs> Their announcer's name is say his name. I just go in my head. I go, I'm Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are, Brock Nelson. Who are Nelson. you, Brock Nelson? <laughs> I'm Nelson. I'm Nelson. Top five line. So uh, dude, I I was also um, I watched some TV as well. I blew through uh, and it kind of pertains to what we do in life. Uh, I, I I blew through the first season of a show called Hacks, which has me too. Oh, you did watch it? Okay, that was wondering yeah, if you I watched I brought it. it up last week. Maybe I maybe I forgot. But you yeah, might you might have you did to be honest because I brought it up. I go, what's it about? Like stand ups? And you're like, yeah, it is. And I was like, oh, I thought it would have been because it's essentially that, Joan Rivers, you know, basically yes, a yes. character modeled after Joan Rivers and a young kind of comedy writer who gets canceled for a tweet. And I'll tell you in a world I loved movie, it. Yeah, I liked it. I like I love it. I think it's great. I, we, yeah, me and I Megan watched Smart. it. watched the whole entire season like in one day. Yeah, um, me too. So Jean Smart's awesome. And you just, you know, had new appreciation for her. And not that I didn't like her, but off of Mayor of Easttown, it's like she's so good, you know? Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say is in we've talked about this before on the show, I'm pretty sure. They never get stand up right in movies or TV ever. It's like the only like punchline got close, but they them having lockers. We talked about that. They have lockers in the comedy club um, and a couple other things about that movie. They missed the mark. This kind of gets it. It's not like, the it, yeah. It's not there yet. It's not there yet, but it's like it just doesn't like. I think because it's actors, they have a hard time making it feel authentic. Yeah. Well, and also. Because I think they want to push some sort of narrative that like uh comedian, we, we go back and forth in punchlines. Like sometimes, you know, like the scene yeah. where she eventually gets hired. It's because yeah. she's this witty repertoire repartee between them. It's like, 
we don't talk like that. We, we if anything, we just go fuck you. You're a cunt. You know? Yeah, that right. <laughs> or sure, you and, and that scene you're talking I'm about. Not, it's not setups and punchlines at all times. Uh, that's how comics talk to each other. You know, the young writer in the show tells her, "Hey, I got canceled on Twitter because of this tweet," and she tells her the joke, and she goes, "That's just a bad joke." And then after right. they yell at each other for a bit, she leaves and she chases her down with a car. But you're supposed to think she's like, uh, be, uh, you know, being violent, but she stops and goes. And then gives a, a what she thinks like, is a better joke. joke. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's silly. No comic would give a shit enough. Right. To, like I'll just text like, it to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll just text it to you. Exactly. So there's things like that, but I get it because it's still TV. So you can't just have that. Would be my one complaint because it was fun. Yeah, and also there's 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 a, a scene where. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even hate this scene. It's a tad bit corny. It's where she, there's a guy, I think it's played, it's played by an LA comic. And I don't, I forget the guy's name, but he's part of that whole, like, I think he's part of that, like Andrew Santino. Crew. Adam Ray. It's Adam Ray. Adam Ray. Adam Ray. I don't I know. know him. I might have met him once, this guy, but yeah. played a very good version of like the bro-y, douchey comic. That's the other thing. Most guys that I know, stand up wise, so she so shows up to an, uh, the Sacramento club, the ha ha hole, you know, the show using these same names yeah. and these TV shows. She shows up, he comes in and he's an asshole right away. I would say nine and a half times out of 10, that wouldn't happen. No, like with, with most comics, especially a guy working in a club like that, they would, especially if she's re as revered as she's meant to be on the show it's like and if, and if she's supposed to be joan rivers if she's supposed to, that doesn't that didn't happen to joan rivers i maybe it right. did it might have but more i think on like executive side whatever it is so there's a scene where he's being an asshole she gets called out by the writer the young writer for not sticking up for women back in the day when she was getting sexually harassed on a daily basis which happens a little woke. like crazy it, 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 it was, was very it was very woke. woke but that shit happens like people guys I'm say not saying, shit of course this comic's beautiful the next beautiful lady i've yeah, seen yeah. i've seen guys in the past 10 years yeah yeah fucking awful awful and it and it really is like like guys yeah. don't have to put up with that shit that i get and i also sure. get why they did what they did in the show because they needed like a big moment in the show, which that what they did was he, she witnesses him like talk about this girl's tits to this girl in the back, uh, backstage and the girl's like upset. So she takes it upon herself after he brings her up to have a little bit back and forth with him and then just call him out for being a complete scumbag and then offers him $1.9 million to stop stepping on his 1.69. 1.69. Yeah. yeah. So my thing is that, which I My, also would have taken in a heartbeat. I totally would have, hundred <laughs> percent. But I would have felt like shit about it. I would have. I still would have done it, especially at this point in my career. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll give me, give me sixty nine bucks. Just give me sixty nine <laughs> bucks. Just give me cab fare back to my house. I'll, I'm done." Anyway, so, uh, so he accepts it, and then it, it's a great dramatic moment for a show. But my first inclination was to go, "Okay, this is corny," but. It was yeah. actually the more I thought about it, it grew on me, and I liked the scene. It was like at least it was kind of because there's a great part where he takes the he shakes her hand. She goes, "I'm gonna have my lawyers write this up. It's happening, and I can't yeah. get rid of all of you, but I can get rid of this fucker right here." And then he shakes the hand, and I was like, "I hope they do this line." And she goes, "Now get the fuck off my stage." That's great. That's badass. Yeah. That actually, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Like so, that I liked about the show. But but at first, I was like, "Oh God, here we go." And then I was like, "No, this is actually pretty cool." Um, yeah, it, it had its corny moments, but again, it's yeah. the first season it's, of a show. Yeah. And yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all the way through, man. I really did. 
Because one of the things is, even though they do scenes like that, they also call out how phony and how disingenuous the writer is and how she only cares about – like somebody yeah. who's been in it for a while writes her character because they talked about how she was shitty to her friends unless they were helping her out with her career and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. they have both sides of this thing going on. They're making sure. fun of ca being canceled. They're making fun of this. They're going from both angles. That's what makes it so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of good inside baseball stuff. I like really that. good inside. Like, yeah, like for real inside baseball. Yeah, exactly. But I watched the whole season of it in like a day and yep. I enjoyed it. Like I, I like I haven't had that happen in a while where I'm like, I wanted to keep going with the show like that. You know? Yeah. I was watching it all in uh, Pittsburgh last week when I was with out there with Danny Soder. I forgot to tell you guys this last week. Uh, it was after either the might have been after the late show on Saturday uh, that I got off Soder's on stage and I went to the back. I'm having a beer. It's my birthday. And I'm now finally done with my shows for the weekend. So I can have a few cocktails and kick back and relax. And I'm sitting at like the very back table, which was like the only table that really wasn't, that didn't have any, you know, audience members on it. And uh, this super cute girl comes over to me and she's like, Oh my God, you were so funny. Can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah, of course. <sighs> Yes. And sits down at my table, like gets right real close. She's like tattooed, uh, oh, really fucking brunette. Cute. Yeah. yeah, she was the, the Pittsburgh Natalie Cuomo. I called her. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she's super cool. And uh, she's telling me she's like, so I I'm uh, I'm a tattoo artist. That's actually my job. And I was like, oh, I'd love to get a tattoo from you one day. She's like, well, what time are you leaving tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I got an early flight. She's like, because I would love to. I'd give, I'd give you a tattoo for free. I was like, next time in Pittsburgh, definitely. Uh, I'd love to, you know, hit you up. And then I got uh, taken down a notch because afterwards I'm telling Dan about this cute girl back there because she DM'd me. She's like, hey, if you guys want to go get drinks after the show, me and my boyfriend are going here. <laughs> and then Seneca Stone, the host, who's this great guy. I don't, very yeah, funny. great guy. Seneca's great, great guy. dude. Really good dude. He's like, oh, yeah, she came up and asked for a picture with me, too. I was like, well, I'm completely deflated by that conversation now. <laughs> and then we started figuring it out. It was like, oh, yeah, this is totally her thing. She just goes and gets fucking and hits on stupid fatos. And because we started looking through her Instagram, she's like a new tattooer. She's very uh... new to the game. So I was like, oh, yeah, she just gets fat guinea pigs. Who thinks she's hot to come fucking get their skin botched up? Think they have a chance of so this she chick. Can practice, yeah. So we were like, ah, it makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> the uh, I actually uh, was away. I told you I opened up for my buddy uh, Jason Canner. Right. How'd that go? Uh, we went to Harrisburg Comedy Zone, uh -huh. and uh, I've known the guys from the Comedy Zone for a while, and they're they're great guys. But man. It really took me a long time to realize how much sometimes these places really don't give a shit about no. the comedy at a place. And this yeah. is now I'm sure the, the guys who run Comedy Zone, it's this guy, Joel, and, and this other guy, and, and they're nice guys. And, 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 they, and, they, and I think they care about it for kind of maybe. I don't know. And at this point, who knows? But the guy who owned this hotel, some Australian guy owns this hotel. And uh, Jason's like, ah, hey, he's a good guy. And we, we walk in and he, then he proceeds to tell us, he goes, we, he, Jason goes, how's business? And the guy goes, it, he goes, it's great, man. It's great. It's, it couldn't be better right now. We're actually in the process of selling. And I go, 
It's like, so business is great, but you're selling, right? And then Jason's like, they kind of redid because last time I was at this place, the, apparently there was some kind of deal with Sheets gas station that fell through. So they reopened it. This is like years oh, ago. I was Sheets. there. Like, yeah, Sheets. So there was some deal that fell through. So I have stories about this place because I went, it was like a murder hotel. That's the place where I walked up to the front <laughs> desk and the girl was on her own personal laptop and looks up and goes, yeah, what do you want? I'm like, I got to check in. I check in. And then I think I told you the story where she directs me to my room and there was lights in the beginning. Like, yeah, then, I just got to finish this level of Minesweeper real quick and then I'll get you. Yeah, back. exactly. And then there's all these lights and then the lights turn out and she and and she's like, which way do I go? That way? Like down towards the dark hallway? And she goes, yeah, yeah. And I felt like Lorraine Bracco and Goodfellas. No, no, no. Like, that, yeah, keep going. Turn. Like, whatever. And <laughs> that's the place where there was like these film on the sheet on the, um, the duvet oh. covers and all that, right? Whatever it is. And then 10 minutes before showtime when I was headlining there like years ago, there was uh, right before I, there was like a brownout. There was like almost a blackout and I was praying for a blackout so I can get my car and drive home. It was like that uh, bad. Yeah. So Jason's like, no, nah, it's way better now. Oh, also, back then they had no front desk person after like, I don't know, 6 p.m. or something. There was well, nobody was. there. Right. So Jason. The twilight like, nah. zone rather than the fucking comedy zone. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So Jason's like, no, it's better now. It's not. It's all the same shit. <laughs> our doors, our door key cards broke, and Jason had to contact the Amazing. guy, and the guy got mad at us that he made us that we had to he had to come out and fix our doors. The, the owner was like, Christ. "I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing. Nothing to your broke fucking motel. Like you're yeah, you're yeah. selling it for a reason because obviously you're making <laughs> no fucking money. It's like Jesus Christ. But when you pull up, it's literally the name of the restaurant, the name of the hotel, and then in between, I'm like an old. Uh, like dirty, like like uh, half the size of the other two signs is the comedy zone, and there's sure. no mention of who's there on the on. They have like a whole giant video screen. They ha they advertise wings and not the comedians for the comedy. There's a picture of wings. Yeah, put the, the marquee first. So you know what it is, man. It's like it really made me realize how much of a different mindset I'm in. Where like the first time I was there, I was like, oh my god, this better go amazing. Uh, they're gonna freak out on me if I I don't do well. I'm yeah. gonna do, whatever yeah. it is. And the second time I was like. You all don't give a shit. Right, you right, don't. Right. Nobody cares. But don't get me wrong. The shows actually the first night uh, was lighter than the second. Uh, they weren't great, great, but they were fine. But I was way too drunk. I drank way too much before I went up on stage. <laughs> so I kind I apologized to Jason. I was like, I'm sorry that I did that. And then the second night went great. It was good. Whatever. That's but, nice. Yeah, That's Harrisburg, good. PA. You know. Ugh. I'm so over those fucking gigs. Uh, just, but at the same time, you're like, well, I, I would just want to get back out there. So you say yes to stuff like that. That's exactly what I did. You know, and the, I, there was zero pressure. I was opening up for my buddy. I, you know, it's one of those yeah. kind of things where, and you're headlining. There's more pressure, but I, you know, a place like this going forward, I'm like, I, I never. Not that you don't want to. Don't get me wrong. The mindset isn't you want to do shitty. But the mindset is, I'm not going to beat myself up, but it doesn't go as planned. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, it's like right, that kind right, of thing. Right. So yeah, I think there's a lot of these kind of places, and I think, I think it's like a self. When it comes to me, it's like a self-respect thing where I'm like, oh, I should just sure. you know, have have some self-worth and realize like that's eh, not the end of the world if it doesn't if I don't murder here in this murder yeah. hotel. You know? Was the Australian owner guy like cursing at you in in like Australian slang? He was like, oh, this crikey, boogity. No, no, no. Yeah. He didn't. Even, he got like uh, no. He was he was being uh, nice enough, but he just kept being like at one point. 
because we needed cards again because the card right one of the things was my fault but it was the middle of the day <laughs> I, I forgot my key card in the room so oh, you his, forget it you forget it what you forget, you you forget it exactly most hotels are like here you go but right. because they had nobody at the front desk after like 3 p.m that day for no fucking reason <laughs> i had to go yeah, find track and also there was like a waitress there and i go can you get the owner i had to get new or somebody to get me new cards she goes yeah i'll tell him and i'm like like now, can you do it now? Like I have to get into my room. You yeah, know, this has to happen pretty frequently. You exactly. know, like not that rare an occurrence where. Exactly. Also, I think they didn't have many people staying there. So I had that one instance with my cards, but then the door broke. So, so we had to tell him whatever. So I overhear him telling Jason, he goes, is, is, is he not working or is the door not working? Like, and it's like, well, I also just gave him a New York accent out of nowhere, but <laughs> I don't know what I was doing there, but, um, and I'm like, fuck you, buddy. Your door, like me forgetting a card, human error. And I'm also a guest. Secondly, it's like your door, yeah, you, your door thing should work. It shouldn't, it, there shouldn't be two doors not working next to each other. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. You know? Yeah. So uh, it really, it, it woke me up to a lot of stuff, basically, what I'm trying to say. Are they, yeah. uh, is that the kind of comedy club? Like it, it only, it has a Facebook site, uh, page as their website and rather than like an actual URL. Uh no, but you they, can tell the, a lot of I've been in a lot of gigs where it's like it's like uh yeah you know the gnipkinop.com comedy club and you go it's just a Facebook page. Yeah. It's like find us on geocities.comedyclub. <laughs> they uh no, but they did a couple of things they had is that were kind of funny is they have all these paintings of all these clad these uh I'm looking these at the website right now. The room looks these, okay inside. The room's a it's a big room. I don't get me wrong. The shows were fine. The shows were fine. The people were nice enough, whatever it was. But then they have all these faces painted of all these legendary comics behind you. So if so, the, all these people can be reminded they're not seeing Ronnie Dangerfield at this fucking <laughs> random Harris. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, they have this weird um, like disco ball, green laser light thing they play that they 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 press uh, power on during the shows. So that's yeah. distracting as well. Instead of just having it straight up, but don't get me wrong. The shows were, were, were good. The people were cool. Like everybody was really cool and yeah, it was yeah, fine. Yeah. But, and the guy, the guy, the owner was nice overall, but it was like, buddy, get your shit together or just sell this. Crikey. You know I mean? <laughs> so that was that. And it's now I realize I'm club. like, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to worry about that shit anymore. Pretty much. You know, what's the drive out there to Harrisburg these days? It's actually, that's another thing. It's a long ass ride. I was thinking it was a long drive. It's a three hour drive. I forgot about that. Oof, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's more, and it took us more than that. Cause we, uh, it was, it was raining. When we went out there. So we Ugh. got caught in a bit of a shitty, shitty, uh, Ugh. storm situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not like, sorry, pal. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about me. I'll, I'll tell okay. you. I'll tell you, Pennsylvania, great place you can go. That is hands down first class. Is Souljols Comedy Dome, which yours truly. That's right. The DYM podcast hosts Sean Donnelly, Andy Fiore will be on next Thursday, June twenty fourth, co headlining event. I looked ahead of today on the weather. Obviously, it could change, but we are looking at a nice night in the dome, baby. So come mm -hmm. on out. That's good Pennsylvania comedy. Forget this Harrisburg townie bullshit. <laughs> yes. Check us out at Soul Joel's. Uh Also, I'm at another Soul Joel gig that you can find it on my uh, my site and my my and my my Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, this Thursday, I, I'm, I'm in New Jersey. I just forget the name of the place, but hit me up. I'll let you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and you can catch me also in New Jersey Saturday night. It's the big hometown Mars Plane show. 
Tiff's Comedy, the Dojo of Comedy in Mars Plains on Saturday. I have a great lineup. I'm my pal and a local Jersey resident, Bonnie McFarland, uh, added to the already outstanding lineup. So it's going to be a great night of comedy, and there's only a few tickets left. So go to tiffscomedy.com and go to andyfiore.com. I got a lot of dates coming in over the summer, and it's going to be a fun, fun time. Everybody's vaccinated. Everybody's feeling good. It's time for comedy. It's time for laughs. Time for laughs. Also, check out Andy's social media at Andy Fiore on Instagram and Twitter. And I am at Shawnee Time on both platforms as well. And the show. Check out the social media of the show. It's at the DYM podcast. That is at the DYM podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Check out both of those messages. Let us know that you love the show. Uh, send us the fan art of, of Andy on the old timey bicycle. Uh, I would <laughs> love to see that. I would, that would love to see that. Amazing. Uh, and also uh, check out both the radio shows, right, Andy? What are they? Absolutely. If you are a Sirius XM subscriber, go and uh, download celebrate which is Wednesdays at 4 p.m. That is Sean Donnelly's show. Hilarious show. Talks. Uh, they celebrate one topic a week. It's a genius idea. And then go 24 hours later, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Uh, my show is called The Raw Report. We interview comics, celebrities, actors, anybody. We have the great David Koechner this week. You know, you champ kind. How can you, you know? Oh, you know, my God. Great guy. Great guy. And he was on a roll, too. He was just on a tear from start to finish. And if you're not a SiriusX subscriber, I don't know what the hell you're doing because they always have uh giveaways and free subscribe event now so you can really get it for dirt cheap and i guarantee once you do you're going to be hooked i can't live without it now even if uh, it didn't work there so uh, uh that's going to be sad when they eventually fire me for not doing all the work they just promote me to i'm gonna be like can i still have my subscription <laughs> Also, anybody, if you'd like to check in on how Andy's new promotion's going, just message him and say, "Are you have you done your work yet?" Have <laughs> yes, you, exactly. you start getting? Have you started getting I'll DMs? Go, I'll get to it. <laughs> Stop. Uh, <laughs> also, thank you to will, the laugh. Uh, but, the laugh. I will. Uh, the the laugh button. Thank you so much for all your help, as well as Buster Palm himself, our oh, pal. BP Michael MVS. Suarez, and that is at Mikey this week. At Mike V Suarez on Instagram and Twitter, right, Mike? Yes, sir. Awesome. Who are you in this great country of ours? What's that? Are you in New York again? Are you in Texas? Nobody can keep track of you. <laughs> I'm in New York right now. I'm in the cellar studio. Beautiful. All right. Very nice. Uh, yeah, and we'll thank be you guys back in the so studio much. Studio soon, I think. Yes, we will. We definitely will. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, we really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, Love you everybody. Guys. Bye.